today's episode of Small Screen Stories, Ruby Rose leaves Batwoman, Henry Cavill might play Superman again, fans want Lucasfilm to make Solo 2, and I discuss why Community is the show we should all be watching on Netflix right now. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of Small Screen Stories. Hello, welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the podcast where I usually go through all the news of the week in the world of entertainment and pop culture, and I also review some stuff every now and then. So today, let's kick things off by chatting about Ruby Rose leaving the CW's show Batwoman after just one season. So this was actually a couple of days ago, this was revealed, and it was actually kind of mad. The, the story itself was that Ruby Rose would be leaving the CW's Batwoman after just one season. And, and honestly, I can't think of any lead leaving a show of well the batwoman is a big show and i can't think of any lead leaving a show after just what uh, leaving the show after just one season it's kind of mad and it was reported by the the hollywood reporter that she's going to leave and the role will be recast and um Rose did make a a statement via The Hollywood Reporter. She said, I've made the very difficult decision not to return to Batwoman next season. This was not a decision I made lightly, as I have the utmost respect for the cast, crew, and everyone involved with the show in both Vancouver and Los Angeles. So she then continued to say, I am beyond appreciative to Greg Belanti, Sarah uh, Setcher, (laughs) and Carolyn Dries, for not only giving me this incredible opportunity, but for welcoming me into the DC universe they have so beautifully created. Thank you to Peter Roth. So she goes on to, you know, thank the teams at Warner Brothers at CW, and um, uh, she thanks everyone that made the first season such a huge success. And she's finished off by saying that she's truly grateful. And this was then the, the CW then revealed that they're actually going to recast the role as and the actress that's going to play the role will be a member of the LGBTQ uh, LGBTQ community which is I think a very I think that's really important so then this led to a load of speculation about who's actually going to uh, cut well who's going to come in to replace her but also why she actually left so I mean there are a bunch of like loads of people online kind of coming up with all sorts of uh trying to come up with explanations as to why she left and it kind of it's been revealed she's kind of opened up about it on uh, on instagram she basically said that she's had uh, a great time on the show she kind of reiterated what she said via the the statement before but she also said that um uh she stayed silent because that's her choice for now and that she adores everybody and she's also sure that next season will be amazing. But then via, I think it was TV Line. Yeah, it was TV Line. They reported that actually the reason she left the show was because she didn't like the long hours and um, she didn't like filming in Vancouver, which is in Canada and it can get quite cold. But all of the CW shows are, fil- are filmed up there. So you kind of think, I mean, it's a really difficult thing to to talk about because Ruby Rose, before she took this role, I was a bit surprised actually that she took the role in the first place because she was kind of angling herself as more as a more of a movie type actress. She was in things like uh, John Wick Chapter Two and The Meg, and before that she got well, she kind of got well known because of her role in um, um, Orange Is the New Black, but she had a a slightly uh, I suppose a slightly smaller role in that show. And in like the Meg and, and John Wick Chapter Two, she actually had quite a big role in those movies. And uh, it, 
people were surprised I think I was that she she took the role in the first place but I was kind of glad she did because I think I think she was perfect for the role I've seen a couple of episodes I haven't seen the whole first season I've seen a few of a few of her episodes uh, the one with Hush in it, one of the recent ones, was pretty good. And I also watched her in the crossover episodes with the other CW DC comic shows. And I actually think she's a very good Batwoman. She definitely has the right look. She's punky. She's kind of she's got everything you want really for the role. But the the fact that you know these you're doing a show like this, it does require a lot of time. And um, I'm I wonder whether she just. <sighs> she found it difficult to spend that much time just doing one show and basically completely dedicating her whole career to that one show and then not being able to do the movies and i wonder whether she was either she was offered a role that she was didn't really want to turn down so in that in order to accept that role she had to then leave the show because it was just taking up too much of her time I I think that's probably what happened. Um, some people are saying that she got sacked. I don't think she got sacked because I don't see why they would sack her. You know, she people were very positive about her performance in, in the show, and um, I don't. I mean, I just don't see why she'd leave it. To be honest, it's um, it's why why they'd get rid of her because she's just it's so much of it's so, it's such a big hassle now they're gonna have to come they're gonna have to go back to the drawing board and recast and it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be weird watching season two the very first episode and it not being her and not being ruby rose it's gonna be somebody else and um i mean i suppose a lot of people might look at this and say oh you know <laughs> this is an actor a privileged actor having a bit of a hissy fit about having to do long hours on a show you know of course there is there is a case to be made about that and that you could you could say that and it, there is an element of that to it but this is people's career we're talking about and people involved in these CW shows have spoken before about the the the, the long long hours they have to spend working on these on these shows because for the most part of them they're like they're doing 22 episodes per season each episode is what 40 maybe 50 minutes long so you know in order to film one episode you're not you're not just doing 50 minutes you know you're doing a full you know probably end up doing 20 hours of uh you know of work of shooting just for that one episode so it's it's a big time sink and if you're if you're an actor you don't want i mean it's it can be quite dangerous to just to basically limit yourself to to doing just that Whereas if you're in movies, then you can spend six months doing one movie, then six months doing another one, and you know you've not even not six months. Most most movies are filmed. A lot of them are like filmed in like two months, three months. So it means that you can do more. You can be in more stuff. You can get your name out there, and it's clear to me, it was kind of the fact that a lot of people was were kind of shocked that she accepted the role in the first place because she was doing these movies. That that to me speaks. It kind of explains to me why why she's taken this decision. Maybe she thought, you know what, it's a good gig, which it is. It's a really good gig. If I if I was an actor, I wouldn't be complaining. If I was in a CW show, I'd just go ahead and do it and and be grateful that I'm in a in a show that's probably going to get at least five seasons. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that they're going to lean very. They are leaning very heavily on Batwoman. Because it's a good show, there's a good premise there, there's there's a lot of potential. So, moving kind of away from 
why Ruby Rose left and on to who could replace her. Well, for me, there's only really one possibility and that's Stephanie Beatrice. So you may know Stephanie uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She plays uh, Detective Diaz in that and Rosa Diaz and she is fantastic. First off, watch her in that show and then (laughs) watch her being interviewed normally. It's night and day. Like her character is completely different to what she is in normal life. She's actually quite girly. She's got actually quite a high-pitched voice in normal life and she completely changes her whole demeanor and her whole voice for that role. And I think she's brilliant. And I think she has the look. She has that kind of punchy energy. She's bisexual as well, which is which is what they're, they're looking for somebody from from that community, from the LGBTQ community. So she basically ticks all the boxes. Some people are like, uh, I posted an article about this on the site and people are like, oh, she doesn't have any tattoos. And I was like, really? <laughs> you could easily just give us some. That's not an issue. That's not an issue. Um, she, I think she has the right look. I think actually she's more suited to the role than Ruby Rose was. And I'm 100%, I'm, I'm pretty positive that she would have read for this role. I think she must have been one of the names in the mix at the beginning before Ruby Rose was, was cast. I just can't see how she wasn't because she fits the role so perfectly. She knows you can, if you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you know that she knows how to do action set, uh, set pieces. She's more used to working in TV shows, which is now, I think, is going to be more important than ever because you need somebody that you can rely on. And they they couldn't rely on somebody on somebody like Ruby Rose because I think she was too worried about her movie career. So this is somebody that I think would uh, would really take to this role. She's also been on Twitter, basically teasing people, saying that she's She's um, she's already reading the comic books and she already she posted a, a tweet saying she legit dyed her hair red last month. So she's obviously that's another thing. I think Batwoman needs to have red hair. I think having the kind of the wig on top, I'm not I'm not so sure about it in the comics. It, she does actually have red hair. Uh, so maybe they could do that with her that, you know, keep the long the long hair. She has quite dark kind of curly long hair, which is very Batwoman esque. So yeah, I think she's perfect for it. I think they also need somebody that can commit to this um, to this show for at least five seasons, and I think she'd be willing to do that. She's uh, she's been very vocal about it online, and uh, and it looks to me like people are kind of they're keen to have her on board because she's she's great. She's such a good actress. She's so good in Brooklyn Nine Nine. She needs to be in more stuff, and um, and she wants to do it. So you know. Just give it to her, basically. So moving away from um, from Batwoman and on to Superman. So there's been a lot of chat this week about Henry Cavill. And um, there's actually been a lot of chat about Henry Cavill and Superman for quite a while. People don't really know what's happening. It sounds to me like he doesn't really know what's happening. But apparently there's now news that, um, <laughs> that he could... Well, this actually comes from Variety that he could be um, that he's in talks to play Superman again with uh, with Warner Brothers, but he's not going to be so it's not going to be in a standalone movie. So, which means that it's not he's not going to be playing Superman in a Man of Steel two. Uh, apparently, the rumors are that he's going to be cameoing in one of DC DC's upcoming movies. So, um, the ones mentioned by um, by the by Variety are uh, the Suicide Squad. Aquaman 2 and the Batman but I I I would be 
pretty surprised if he ends up in being in the Batman because that's like a different Batman and it would be a bit of a mess. The the Suicide Squad and Aquaman two, I can see that I can see that happening. I actually think he's if he's going to end up in anything, it'll either be Aquaman two or Shazam two, because those maybe even one of the one the future Wonder Woman movie because they're the movies that are dire- directly linked and tied to the DCEU. Uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad I'm kind of seeing as a separate thing at the moment. So if they end up, I mean I know that um, that Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is going to be in it, but that is kind of basically a reboot of of the Suicide Squad franchise so I'm not so sure that he would be in that movie also that movie's already been shot and there's been no no news about Cavill being seen on set so I'm almost a hundred percent sure he's not going to be in that film I think he's going to be in Aquaman 2 or Shazam 2 or a future Wonder Woman movie he's he won't be in the Batman he just there's there's really no no point. But basically, all of this means that Man of Steel two is not happening. But if if these if variety is to believe to be believed, and to be honest, they're they're a big trade. You know, they they have a lot of sources, and I trust their sources. I trust them. I I'm upset to hear that they're not doing a Man of Steel two because I actually think Man of Steel is one of the best movies in the DCU. But you know, maybe further down the line they'll eventually do one. But you know, Henry Cavill's not gonna. You know he's he's not young. I mean he's young, but he's not as young as he once was. And these, you know, you need if you want to do this, you gotta you gotta do it pretty soon because it's it's quite a long wait now. And and maybe they'll just end up recasting for that. To be honest, which would be a shame because I've I've said it time and time again. I think Henry Cavill is a great Batman. He's just been in poor yeah poor movies, poorly scripted films. Um, you know, Man of Steel. Aside, I, I have issues with Man of Steel. I think the end is, is kind of awful. But I like a lot of the build-up in that movie, and I like his performance in it. Anyway, let's move away from DC and onto Star Wars. So fans have started a petition campaign on Twitter demanding for a Solo sequel. So <laughs> when I first saw Solo, I was like, I saw it in the cinema, and um, I came out of it thinking I did not enjoy that. Because I thought it was just too fan servicey. I thought a lot of the explanations as to what happened with Han Solo, how he, first off how he got his name, I thought was really dumb. I also thought how he got his um, his his blaster was kind of stupid. But and then I kind of I think I just fo- I focused on those issues too much, and I didn't really see the bigger picture. I I was also. I was really disappointed by the fact that Lord of Miller didn't get to direct it because I was really excited to see what they would do with Han Solo. I was like, this is this is like perfect, you know, two really interesting directors. And then they got they basically got sacked. And then Ron Howard came in. And I and, and I was kind of focusing too much on the negatives and, and I didn't really see the bigger picture, which is I've recently rewatched it, uh, thanks to Dis- uh, Disney Plus, and I think a lot of people have rewatched it on Disney Plus. And have come to the realization that it's actually a lot. It's actually a good movie. Ron Howard is a very solid director, and he directed a very solid uh, action adventure movie set in space. It's it's fun. I think Alden Ehrenreich is actually a really good Han Solo. Yes, he's not as tall as Harrison Ford is. Yes, the voice isn't quite right. Yes, the hair kind of looks a bit dumb, but his performance. His performance is really good. He's a really good leading man. And the the issue I have is that he he 
he made this film and he got so much flack for this film, for making this film. And it's, it's an impossible thing to do, to play, to step into Harrison Ford's shoes, to, to play like literally the coolest character in the whole of Star Wars. It's impossible. People are not going to like it because unfortunately that's just Star Wars fans. They will not like something that, that's different. And um, and they'll be like they'll point to a, a guy that does a good impression of Harrison Ford on the internet and be like, well, why didn't he do it? You know, there are loads of them. I can't think of their names right now, but there are a lot of them that do it, and they are very good at it. But they're impressionists. They're not actors. They do an impression of Harrison Ford. They don't act in a mo- in a movie. You know, and I'm pretty sure I think a lot of them uh, auditioned for the role. They auditioned loads of people and they actually auditioned Olden Ehrenreich first and ended up auditioning a load of other people. And then they ended up going, you know what? He was the best. And that's that's because he is a good actor. And that's what's really important here. Um, I think people and I, I did this myself. I am a victim. Well, not a victim. I am somebody that did this when watching it. I, was kept, I kept on focusing on the things that weren't quite right and not seeing the bigger picture, not kind of taking a step back and thinking, actually, he's delivering a really solid performance here. He's a really good leading man. And I, I feel like I'm a bit, well, not worried, but he hasn't been in much since this. I can't think of anything he's been in, actually, since um, Solo. And I do think, I, I do worry that being in this movie has actually been, um, it's it's been kind of bad for his career because it people got so angry about his performance in it and him not being Harrison Ford. He was never going to be Harrison Ford. He was going to be something else. Yeah, I know it's, it's Han Solo, it's Solo in name, but if you could just take a step away from that and think, think of Han Solo more as a kind of James Bond type figure that could be played by a lot of different actors, I think that'd be really interesting. And uh, yeah, anyway, the hashtag on on Twitter is uh, is make solo to happen, and it's been it's been trending. It's one of the I think it it's one of the trending hashtags on Twitter at the moment. And I also love Donald Glover in the in the film as uh, Lando Calrissian. I thought he was great. I thought Amelia Clark was really good as Kira, uh, and I really loved uh, Woody Harrelson as Beckett. And he won't of course won't be in the next one. But I kind of want to know more about what what's happening with Kira. I think actually this is Amelia Clark's best performance ever in this movie. I think she's great, um, and I think I I'm one of the people that's on board this ship. I think I think Disney should make another solo movie because it was fun. And I actually rewatched Rogue One. Talking of you know rewatching a lot of Star Wars movies, I still love that movie. But in retrospect, I actually think I put Solo above it because. Solo kind of encapsulates um, everything that I want, uh, w- what I want out of a Star Wars film. I want my Star Wars movies to be kind of not, not, I don't really like them all being tied up together. I like the idea of standalone action adventure movies just set in space. And, uh, and that's what this is. That's what Solo is. It's kind of a heist movie. And uh, and I think it's a really well directed one. It it kind of it is a bit dark. I would say that like it's shot kind of in a very odd kind of dark. It's got quite a dark kind of grain to it, which I'm not I'm not very keen on. I I would have liked to have seen it a bit kind of come out pop out a bit more, a bit more yeah, just a bit more poppy, maybe in the in the vein of like a, a Thor Ragnarok. 
I mean, who knows? <laughs> you know, maybe Taika Waititi is doing a, you know, solo too. Who knows what he's doing with his Star Wars movie? And um, that would be interesting. But I would like to see Ron Howard actually get to direct a, hand, um, a solo movie from start to finish and not kind of come in halfway through and have to save the damn thing. I'm pretty sure that the that there was a big issue with the Lord and Miller film and um, maybe that must have been... I mean, there must be a reason why they got rid of them. It just wasn't working out. Um, moving on from that, there's been reports that Mr. Sinister will be the X-Men's main villain in the upcoming X-Men MCU movies. So this, I mean, the the X-Men movies were kind of desperately trying to set up Mr. Sinister for ages. So if you think back to, I think it was, uh, I think it was X-Men Apocalypse. I'm pretty sure it was that film. Or, yeah, I think it was X-Men Apocalypse. I think that, that film ended with like... Um, a kind of tease of Mr. Sinister. So it was uh, the, I'm forgetting the name now, his his kind of uh, organization that was teased at the end of the, in the post credit scene. And there was a lot that, you know, they, they were really desperately trying to get this, this guy off the ground. But now that the X-Men movie franchise is back with Marvel, they can now kind of do this thing properly. And actually, Mr. Sinister is one of the most interesting Marvel villains around. I think he he and Mr. and Doctor Doom are two of my favorite uh, Marvel villains. And I think I'd, I'd really like to see them kind of be brought into the MCU and, and actually bring the MCU into a new direction, a kind of more mystical, kind of weird direction rather than like your the, the stuff that we've been getting so far, which is kind of your kind of standard bad guy really most of the ba- most of the villains in in the marvel movies are pretty poor so i think this is actually a really good uh this is a really good rumor and i really hope it happens because i just want to see i want to see mr sinister it's been so it's been so long we haven't seen him in the movies and um and i really think he's a great a great villain and one that i'm hoping hoping will be brought into the mcu talking of the mcu James Mangold has been uh, has been chatting and he he directed Logan and he's been talking about Hugh Jackman and he actually kind of insinuated that Hugh Jackman could play Wolverine in the MCU at some point. So he was talking to comicbook.com uh, during a lo- all these all these websites are doing watch parties with directors now. So he said I'd be startled that Hugh <clears throat> that Hugh was strapping it on again. The thing is that I always want to know when I hear this is obviously on the web, everyone trades in rumours. You know, he was chatting, so it's a bit weird. So he was basically talking about how uh, a lot of trades, a lot of websites like to kind of say things like Downey's back, Jackman's back, and then get people to debate that, which is true. This happens everywhere. But he said he'd actually be, he said, what I'd be curious about is if any of these things happened would be, what are they going to do with it? Meaning I would have no qualm about about it if someone had a good idea, basically saying he would like to see it if someone had a good idea. So if it's basically I ran out of money and I needed a big paycheck and I'm going to do an empty film that cheapens the quality of the previous, well, that would be its own sadness. So he basically said, that if Marvel Studios were to come up with a really good way to bring in Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, then Hugh Jackman would do it. Um, Hugh Jackman wouldn't. He, you know, he won't do it for the money. But he doesn't need any more money. He's got so. I mean, he's done so many, <laughs> so many of these X Men movies. So personally, I think 
I think they kind of should get just get away from Hugh Jackman and just just if they're going to use Wolverine at all, I don't know if they're going to use the character, but if they're going to use the character at all, then just uh, come up with a just cast someone else, cast a new guy, cast someone younger. There have been a lot of like fan castings going around, like Taron Egerton is often uh, talked about as a potential a potential Wolverine. Tom Hardy is another one, but he of course is playing Venom, so you know you can't you can't have him anymore. But I I, that, I think it's about time that we move away from all of you know from from Hugh Jackman. He, Logan was the perfect way to end his time as Wolverine. And it'd be sad if he were to play him again and then it wasn't such a good movie. That would be a bit of a shame. Anyway, moving away from that and on to Alita Battle Angel. So it's being rumoured that, um, first off, this kind of came off the back of the fact that Disney uh, revealed that they're making a Percy Jackson series for Disney+, Plus, which was interesting news. That's going to be, I think there are going to be five seasons of that, which is going to map out the books because there are five books. Which that is a good way to go because they they of course got the um, the rights to Percy Jackson after having acquired Twentieth uh, Century Fox. So those the first two movies were originally made by Fox, and they're basically saying we can continue this but in a different format because they got Disney Plus. So they're making that into a TV show. So there are now rumors that Aletha Battle Angel uh, is going to be made into a prequel. There's going to be a prequel and it will be a TV show and it will be coming to Disney Plus. So actually, I really like this idea because I I kind of I had mixed feelings on Alita Battle Angel. It's a Robert Rodriguez movie. If you haven't seen it, it's it. There are some really interesting things about the film, but ultimately, I found it a bit a bit dull. Uh, but there's it kind of ended on a big cliffhanger, and um, it kind of I, I watched the film and it ended, and I was a bit like, oh. All right, I was expecting this to go on because it kind of teases Edward Norton's villain and then it's basically the whole end is like, we got Edward Norton and we think we can make another movie and we want him to be the villain in the next movie. And I'm a, I was a bit kind of thinking, yeah, I'm not so sure if they're going to get this made because the film didn't do that well at the box office. But now that it's at Disney, they, I mean, they've got, they're, pro, they're not doing, I, I suppose they're not doing particularly well at the moment because of the coronavirus pandemic. But they have the the financial backing now to really turn this into something massive. And this is the thing. I think there is so much potential with Alita Battle Angel. If they, first off, the movie, it looked fantastic. The main character, Alita, just looked great in it. Uh, to think that's all, that's a completely CG character. She looks fantastic. I think there's a lot of scope here to do something really good. I think if they get the right people on board, um, maybe bring back Robert Rodriguez. I, I like him as a director. His films are always quite quirky. I'm not sure whether Disney would kind of give him complete freedom to do whatever he wanted, which is a bit of an issue. James Cameron was a producer on this movie. Uh, would he be back? I don't know. But I li- I, rather than... I don't, I'm not so sure about the idea of doing a prequel. That's the thing is... Is it that interesting before Alita? You know, uh, I suppose there is. There was kind of a war and all that, and it could go into that. I kind of want to see Edward Norton, and I kind of want to see them carry it on and maybe do it in a, in a TV format. I think that'd be quite fun. But, I mean, I think Disney Plus is the right place for it to go. Uh, I think that maybe one of the issues is it would need a massive budget because it is because the CG is so advanced. In this, it does cost a lot of money. Um, I I think Disney Plus is the right place. I think a TV show would be interesting. I think people would watch it. So 
that was that was kind of all the news i did i did one of these yesterday i'm kind of i'm gonna try and do these as much as i can because there's there is a lot of news and i like the idea of these being smaller more bite-sized podcasts but i'm going to end this week with uh with a recommendation so a lot of people are now spending a lot more time on streaming services streaming platforms i've been spending a lot of time on netflix recently and one of the things i've been watching uh, a lot of is community because community recently came back to well it came to netflix recently so there are six seasons of community i'm currently on season six and I love this show. I love Community. So it was created by Dan Harmon, who was one of, is one of the guys behind Rick and Morty, and um, it kind of it kind of kickstarted a lot of people's careers. So it like the likes of Joe McHale is in Community, and um, uh, Alison Brie is in Community, and you know these are pretty big names. Uh, Gillian Jacobs is Gillian, not Gillian. Uh, Danny Pudi's not done so much really since community but kane jong's in it um jim rash who's now an oscar winner uh, donald glover you know donald glover was in this show and it kind of <clears throat> it's it's a wacky kind of show that loves to take on kind of tv show tropes and take on different genres you've got some some of the like the best episodes of tv i've ever seen in communities just it's such a fantastic show but the problem with community was that it kind of it kind of when dan Harmon wasn't involved so season i think that was season four he kind of got fired it it kind of went downhill and it never really regained what it had after that even when dan Harmon came back so i would say that the first three seasons are just just some of the best television i've ever watched some of the best episodes of tv i've ever seen However, Dan Harmon left in season four. He then came back for five and six, I think. But he left in season four, and you could really feel that there's like there's kind of a void of creativity that they what it was just so creative to begin with. It's also the show that kickstarted the careers of Joe and Anthony Russo, and many of you know it's you can really see like they they produced it and they were some of the create they weren't the creators they 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 produced it and they directed a lot of the episodes. And it's really a kind of who's who of like Marvel kind of people in a weird way. If you if you watch if you watch the series and you see who's directed an episode, you go, oh, they ended up like directing or being involved in some of the Marvel movies. There's a lot of that. And the as I was saying, the first three seasons are so inventive. They're so much fun. The season four, I think, is still good, but you can really feel Dan Harmon's absence. Then five and six, I'm going to be honest, I'm watching them because I love the show so much, but. I wouldn't blame you if you just drop off there. Originally, I did. Uh, this is my second watch of these, but I actually, I realized when re-watching them, I didn't watch a lot of season five and six because I just got a bit bored. But I'm still watching it. I want to watch it until the end. And there's uh, been a lot of talk recently about Community Movie because the whole the whole thing was that they kind of got cancelled and then they were like six seasons in a movie yeah, as a hashtag on Twitter. And it did get a lot of traction. I'd love it if they'd be able to get Donald Glover to come back for a movie. Um, you know, they're not going to get Chevy Chase, unfortunately. And I actually think, oddly enough, I think the show really missed che- Chevy Chase as Pierce Hawthorne. There was, um, <clears throat> there's been a lot written and said about why he left, and he's been talking about it as well. It was kind of, it's kind of sad because it sounds to me like he he was just a bit of a 
a diva on set and apparently there were reports that he made some racist slur and didn't like the hours a lot like Ruby Rose booking and bookending this episode so he unfortunately left and I really think there's kind of a pierce-shaped hole in the show even though he's not he he's not the most interesting character I think once the the original group is kind of broken up the show does lose momentum which is a shame but I really do I highly if you're going to watch you know watch a show I highly recommend the first three seasons of Community because I think they're fantastic and um, if you if you love the show as much as I do, then watch the whole thing. I I think it's a it's a real gem, and um, it's it's got a big following, but still it's still quite cult. And now that it's on Netflix, a lot more people can watch it. But anyway, that's it. That there was a lot to go through uh, today, and I merely scratched the surface of all the news that came out and that is out now. But please go and check out Small Screen, which is at www.small-screen.co.uk. For even more pop culture news, features, and reviews, you can also find us on Facebook and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Small Screen GB. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And uh, I'm, as I said, I'm going to try and do as much of as many of these as I can. But uh, so hopefully, uh, I will see you. I will drop another episode next week, maybe two. Let's let's see. But once again, thanks you. Thanks, guys. Goodbye.